closer to the athletes, coaches, families, and fans of Cincinnati sports. It's On the Sidelines with Q102's Molly Watson and Lindsey Patterson. Presented by OrthoCincy, the orthopedic authority. We are on the sidelines this week with Brandon Seho. It's time for part two of our series with him. Of course, Brandon, born and raised on the west side of the Queen City, worked as a sports reporter for a while at WLWT before uh, leaving his dream job to really focus on his mental health. And from there, he has just done phenomenal, incredible work, not just here in our community, but really all over the country through his podcast called The Mental Game Podcast, where he interviews athletes, musicians, and celebrities to help break the stigma. And we are going to continue part two right now, talking all about his incredible podcast. It's one thing to say, hey, I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to get into this really deep topic but you listen to one episode, you're going to be hooked. Yeah, I was absolutely. so extremely impressed with the production, the guest, obviously Brandon being able to get people to open up and tell their side of the story. But it is, it's a must watch and listen. Yeah, you have done a phenomenal job. Congratulations. Well, thank you. And I I'll really... send you guys the check for, for saying <laughs> all this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw which we're going to talk in a sec. I have so much that I want to talk to you about. Okay. But the, uh, is it the therapy is cool? Is that? Oh, Betsy's here. Betsy Ross is coming Hi, in. Hi, Betsy. I love you. <laughs> Hi, Betsy. Um, does she want to come in? She can come in. You can come in, Betsy. Or maybe. Do maybe oh, we do she- it combined. <laughs> She's like, nah, we'll, we'll go get her in a second. Um, so what was I going to say? Therapy uh, is cool. Therapy is cool. Did you make those t-shirts? I did make the t-shirts. Can you get me one? I can get you one. Yes. Hi, Betsy Ross is in the studio. Yeah. Let's go, Betsy. Another, Betsy. another interview right after Brandon. Betsy, hop on that mic here. We're talking yeah. all things mental health. So uh, if you have anything at any point, you can just chime on in here. Um, you've heard of Brandon's podcast, The Mental Game. A Brandon uh, spoke at one of my classes at UC. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. This past year. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think that what he is doing is so important. Um, I think we have seen over the last couple of years that this has become a discussion. It mm-hmm. was something that was not talked about. And I think that... You know, whether it's athletes, whether it's uh, us, you and me, anybody out there, it's something that had not been talked about. And I think that more and more people who are now talking about mm-hmm. it really can make a difference in people's lives. And what he is doing, I just admire everything that he is doing to be brave enough to have that discussion, you know, and be very honest and very transparent about the journey that he has gone through and really what he wants to do for all of us to change the narrative and to change the discussion so that it's not something that, you know, is hidden. I mean, I'm old enough to remember that when someone got cancer, you didn't talk about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it was like this horrible thing and like it was their fault they got it. And so you didn't talk about it. And now, of course, it is the narrative and you talk about it and you talk about research and you talk about your journey. And that's why this is so important to what he does. And I am so proud of what he is doing. Yeah. Congratulations, well, Brandon. Thank you. It really is amazing. And, and Betsy and I have, I have a funny story with Betsy and I, if I can tell it real quick. Yeah. Oh, no, take when I was in, got, when I, when I was, all the time. All right, when, I, when I was in high school, School, Betsy was doing a LaSalle Moeller basketball post-game, sh- uh, post-game report on Fox 19. I've shown you this picture, I think, <laughs> I think of, so, of, yeah. of me like photobombing her when I was 14 uh, <laughs> behind her. And I had that screenshot on Facebook. And so when we started working together when I was at Fox 19 a long time ago, not a long time ago, but eight, nine years ago, whenever that was, yeah. um, I showed her. I just think that's funny how the Aww, world works. Full yeah. circle, kind yeah. of a full circle <laughs> yeah. moment. That's amazing. Betsy, while we have you in here and we're all kind of sharing our own stories, being in broadcasting and the Mm -hmm. stresses of it and 
uh, the high highs. You're having a blast. Everything's great. And then things are slowing down and I need to do more. I need to do more. Did you ever struggle with that throughout your career with your mental health or? Well, I think it's always, it's always a struggle when things are different, when things change. Mm -hmm. And as you know, uh, news directors, general managers, program directors, change all the time and life is lovely when you are kind of in a rhythm with this particular person and then when it changes you know I, it's stressful for everybody and you don't know what your position is and you don't know what your role is and you don't know what that new person wants right you know sometimes you figure it out and sometimes you don't and i think that you know that goes with this industry that there are so many changes and radio formats change on a Sunday morning at 6 a.m. and nobody knows about it. Um, You know, so yes, it is stressful. I think that, you know, any of us finding our way in this business, um, you know, it's kind of shocking how changes can come about very quickly. I mean, I remember uh, when I started at Channel 9 uh, and I was a, a... just a morning producer and like a fill-in anchor. I didn't even have a regular on-air job. And, uh, you know, I came in one Monday morning and there was a note in my mailbox from Al Shadokati. And he said, you're doing the cut-ins and anchoring the new news starting today. I'll tell you more when I come in. And I'm going, what, what? I had no idea. Well, the gentleman who had been doing the morning cut-ins and the new news he was dismissed the Friday afternoon before. Oh, wow. I didn't know it, didn't know it was coming. I probably was not dressed to enter yeah. that particular morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just sat there and go, well, welcome to broadcast. Yep. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to uh, the, uh, you know. Welcome to the big leagues, baby. Let's <laughs> do it. Welcome to the bleep show. We yes. have all seen it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? All and seen I it. thought, okay, you know, this this is how this business works. Because I was just <laughs> right out of college. Oh, yeah. And I'm going, Really? So yeah, yeah, they just kind of throw you. They just throw you in, and you're just you just got to kind of learn as you go. Good luck if you mess up. Everybody messes up at some point. Everybody sees it at home, but you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I remember being on B105 doing overnights, midnight to 5 a.m., and I'd mess up bad, like 3 a.m., and I'd be like, oh my gosh. Two million people heard that. My career is over. And it's like, this is why they put you on overnights. It's like, not that many, it's not that many people are hearing you mess up. So, But it's like, at the mo- in that moment, it's like, Feels like everything. Feels the biggest thing, yeah. Um, so you've had Joe Burrow's parents on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing a lot in yes. the mental health um, uh, field, I guess uh, I could say. So how are they? They just seem so lovely. And I know you've met them too, Betsy, and you guys yeah. have all done some work with them. Jimmy and Robin are awesome. I mean, they are so authentic. The whole Burrow family is, you know, I had the chance to, Joe and I missed each other at LSU because that's where I reported on before I came home. Um, We missed each other by, I think, 10 days. So all the guys that were on that that national championship team with him that got drafted that year, I think they had 12 or 13. I knew every single one Mm. except for Joe, (laughs) which is crazy. But I got a chance to work with him, you know, three years here in town. But his parents were great, you know. We shot that episode in Athens and I got to see kind of firsthand what you hear Joe talk about at that iconic Heisman speech driving through town and seeing, um, you know, that, that this isn't he with food insecurity and also what he's doing now with, with, with mental health and the foundation, you know, one of the big things they did was, was pay off originally. They were going to pay off a handful of kids' medical bills, at, at, you know, that were struggling with mental health needs and they just couldn't pick and they paid off 20. Mm-hmm. And, and so just being able to talk with them about that and why it's important, you know, Robin said that, you know, Joe, looking back now, she realizes Joe heard the stories that she told 
coming home as, as an educator as a teacher, yeah. and and heard about the classmates struggling or the kids that she taught that were struggling. And that's why it speaks so loud to him and, and the foundation as a whole to help with mental health because everybody, you know, goes through it and being able to be a helping hand. He's in a position now where, you know, they can help with the foundation and, and do so much more. I mean, they just did the nine, you know, 9% on September 9th that goes to the Joe Burrow Foundation for restaurants here in Cincinnati and Baton Rouge and Athens. Their hearts, like, as big as you can get for sometimes you meet these uh, celebrities or superstars and you think that they might be different or it's just, you know, a charity to be a charity. Like, they really do care about what they do. Yeah. Spring brings new beginnings, but it can also bring unexpected injuries. Ortho Cincy Orthopedic Urgent Care is more affordable than a busy ER. With five convenient locations, including extended evening and Saturday hours in Edgewood and Anderson, Ortho Cincy Orthopedic Urgent Care makes it easy to get the care you need. Simply walk in, no appointment necessary. Visit orthocincy.com to learn more. That's orthocincy.com. Uh, you've been visiting area high schools all month for Suicide Prevention Month, talking all things mental health with high school kids. How has that been received? Uh, it was amazing. You know, I just had an idea that I kind of tweeted out and put on Instagram about a month ago. And I said, hey, this week in for Suicide Prevention Month, I'll come to schools and, or workplaces and talk about mental health and kind of tell my story, see if I can help anyone I thought I might get like two or three. I ended up, I, I think, getting over, you know, 20 um, schools reaching out. And, and this time around, we could only make, I think I went to 11 or 12 last week in four days. And we were able to hit over 5,000 kids. And, and it was awesome to be able to sit there and, and see how, for me, one, I graduated high school in 2011 from LaSalle, UC in 2015, not that long ago. I didn't hear anything about mental health all through school my entire life. So to see how it's been such a priority now in schools, there's things like the Hope Squad at these high schools that are, you know, upperclassmen that are, are chosen and voted upon by their peers or teachers who can be that person to listen or to help with mental health when it comes to a student struggling. Um, working with them at, the, at these events and the school counselors and the principals, it was really, really cool for me. And something that has happened my entire career as a sports reporter, people will come up and talk to me about, what the Bengals did or, or Joey Votto hitting home run. That's awesome. And I love that. But since doing the podcast, now it is, I'm hearing the darkest, deepest moments of people's lives that they feel comfortable for some reason sharing with me. And it happened at these schools where not, you know, I, I come in, show a video, kind of give them uh, a little, a little hype reel of, of who I am and what the mental game is. And then I tell my story and I, and the best part for me is answering questions for about 20 minutes. They can ask me whatever they want about who's the most famous person I've had on yeah. to, uh, you know, advice when it comes to mental health or how do I find a therapist. But what happened at each of these schools was I'd have kids line up afterwards to like some take a picture to say something funny. But I had kids telling me about their own mental health struggles, suicidal thoughts, things that you hear that a kid should never go through at home or at school and it was really, really powerful and emotional, and I, I worked really hard with the schools and the counselors there to, you know, when something came up. I, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a mental health professional, but I've, I've lived through some really tough things with my mental health. And so when they would tell me something the kids were, I would make sure that they knew who their, who their you know, school counselor was or who they should talk to. And the school, as soon as we got done talking, would, you know, kind of connect. But it, it was 
that was the most powerful thing. Um, but it was cra- I mean, I get nervous talking in front of 10 people, which makes no sense because I've been on TV my entire <laughs> life, you know, professional life. But for some reason, being in person. But it was cool. I love doing that. I found out that that's my that is part of my purpose and calling is to go do that because it, it's so cool to talk with everyone about mental health. Yeah. And I saw you did go to my high school. You went to Connor High School. I did. So shout out Cougars. Yes. Um, what do you want to say, Brandon, to someone maybe listening to this podcast going through some struggles, having a tough time, what do you want to say to them? Two things I always say about mental health. One, do something, whether it's call your mom, call your friend, talk to your classmate, teammate, best friend, check in if you have to like I did, or or maybe start going to therapy, just do something. And two, feelings are temporary. And that's something that took me a long time to learn. But good or bad, feelings are temporary. You might be in this bad depressed, sad, maybe even suicidal like I was where I never thought I was going to get out of that that state of mind, the feelings are temporary. They're not fact. I never thought a year ago or a year and a half ago when, when I was at the peak of rock bottom and struggling with depression that I would ever get out of that. A year and a half later, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I, I found a new purpose in life. It's just you have to put in the work, but those feelings are temporary. So please, please, please don't be afraid to ask for help or to do something about it because it is possible to get out of that moment. We get in, I got in this autopilot mode of just thinking I was always going to be depressed. And I, I turned to the drinking and, and, and the late nights and the, and, and the depression and the dark thoughts. You can get help. Like we're not built to do this on our own. You need to talk, even if like, and the reverse thing is if you have a friend that's struggling, like you have no idea how much like someone just FaceTiming somebody randomly or texting them can change their day. It might even save their life. And just listening, if you don't have all the answers, just being that sounding board for somebody and then, you know, maybe encouraging them to go to therapy or talk to somebody about it. So please, please, please do something to know that those feelings are temporary. And uh, check on your happy friends, your strong friends, because sometimes they are, you know, putting up a front too. Um, nothing in life is permanent. I learned that in therapy. So that's definitely a therapy thing. I learned that, that these feelings, these thoughts, everything, uh, it's temporary. It's not permanent. Everything changes the seasons, life, Mm -hmm. everything, um, will get better. And one last question here, Brandon, to wrap this up. Um, if you could say anything to your 10 year old self, I know we're getting real deep. What would it be? Um, you can be happy by yourself. Um, I've struggled my entire life with feeling alone. And, you know, a lot of that goes towards, you know, wanting a wife and kids and family. I'm the, I was the weird kid in like high school that I wanted to be married by 25 and have kids. We and, all did. We all yeah, thought, I yeah. Oh, yeah. But I feel like as a man, like saying that and admitting that or saying oh, that at the time, yeah. you know, a lot of, not a lot of the guys in school did that. Um, but it took me until probably about eight months ago, so 29 years old, to realize that and feel genuinely happy on my own. So I would tell that kid that, like, you know, it'll happen one day, maybe, maybe it won't. Like, I've got to that point where, you know, you got to just learn to love yourself and to be happy on your own. Um, For me, it was the struggle every single day of feeling alone and hoping I'd meet somebody or hoping it would turn into this and that. And you have relationships that fail and and things that, that happen and, I would just tell that kid to keep believing in yourself and to, and to, like I'm so tunnel vision now on what I'm doing and the podcast and I'm like genuinely happy for the first time in my life and it's because I'm not wrapped up in this conscious effort of trying to not feel alone. I finally feel okay with it. So I would tell 
my 10 year old self that, uh, you need to just, you need to love yourself and focus on you. And if you do that, good things will happen and good things will come. And so, yeah. That's beautifully said. Brandon Seho, <laughs> the uh, host and founder of the Mental Game Podcast. I'm going to link all of your socials in this. If Sweet. anybody wants Thank to reach you. out to you, listen to his podcast. I get goosebumps even talking about it. And I know Betsy feels the same way. It's uh, incredible work you've been doing. It's very evident. You are so passionate. Uh, about making this big impact. So thank you so much, Brandon. Yeah, thank you. All right, so that's a wrap today with On the Sidelines, all brought to you by OrthoSensi Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. We will be back very soon. If you or someone you know is struggling, the 988 Lifeline, you can call or text it as a national network of local crisis centers that provides free and confidential emotional support to people in suicide crisis or emotional distress 24 hours a day, seven days a week.